Hey, what's up? Liron here. Thank you for joining me in another episode of my daily podcast, giving you as many updates as I can during these challenging times where a lot of people, when a lot of people are stuck at home. Uh, this is episode 167, and I want to share with you some of the things uh, that are on my mind, some of the things I did today, and my plans for uh, the, the this week. Um, and I think just sharing these things with you will kind of let you know what to pay attention to, because I will post more content uh, in different places that will complement this podcast episode. So first things first, um, I actually just worked on a scene in which I invented the light and shadow conditions. Um, and this was done for a YouTube video where I don't know if you know this situation where you have a scene and it's really nice, or it's really beautiful or subject and the, the the subject itself is really nice, but the light and shadows kind of not interesting. Maybe the, the sky is overcast. Not to say that these scenes can be interesting, but many times when you don't have clear light and shadow, it can detract from it, especially with watercolor. So what I'm going to show you in this video that's going to be out on Tuesday uh, is how to invent your own light and shadow in a scene and kind of guesstimate where it's going to be the light, the shadows, highlights, um, which is a challenge. It's something that uh, you need to try a couple of times. It's not easy because you are essentially working from your understanding of light and shadow and also just kind of improvising. Um, and, and that can be a challenging thing. So not necessarily something to do to get a perfect result, but it's a good ex- exercise or in thought, in, in thinking and planning. Uh, so that's something I'm really excited about. One thing Thing, um, that I did a little differently this week is filming the YouTube videos separately. I think Ruth wants to go out. I'm going to open the door for her. So one thing I did, yeah, I filmed the, the YouTube videos separately. Uh, the reason for that is that I'm trying to be more in tune with what I want, what I feel like. I'm going to close the door. So yeah, I'm trying to be more in tune with what I want and what I feel like. And despite the fact that batching is really good for productivity. If I film three or even six videos a day, I can be much more um, much more effective in the, the time it takes and save a lot of time, but I just didn't feel like doing that. And I knew that if I don't feel like doing that, the videos are gonna come out kind of half-assed. So I didn't wanna do that. Uh, so I finished this video and then I moved on. And it's funny because today I know exactly what the rest of the videos for this week uh, are going to be. And I actually uh, have the reference photos and everything ready for them. Uh, But uh, it just goes to show you how strongly I know or feel like today that I should just continue with other tasks and leave that for another day. Uh, I feel like also I need to balance every painting session that I do uh, not for myself, quote unquote, it's for a YouTube video or for a piece of content, I feel like I need to balance this with doing at least one process that's purely for me. Um, And that's great because I actually have a couple of uh, reference photos that I want to use. It's funny, I have one that I do want to use for a YouTube video um, that it's about uh, how to paint nightmarish subjects. So it's going to be a scene of this industrial factory kind of subject and it's going to have tons of pipes and levels and floors and... and, um, what do you call it, like, not chimneys, but the things that, you know, that pollute the air, basically, Um, and it's going to be just a really hellish subject, and I want to show you how you can tackle it, and not necessarily even simplify it as much, but just 
tackle this kind of a subject in a fun way and not to lose your sanity, basically. Um, as a side note, um, I ran out of Saunders Waterford paper today. Now, a while back, I ordered a huge Arsh roll, so Arsh paper, um, cold press, I think it is, um, or rough? No, it's cold press, I think. Yeah, it's cold press. It's the green one, uh, which is my favorite Arsh. I still prefer Saunders Waterford to Arsh. Um, the cold press of Arsh has a stronger tooth than Saunders Waterford too. They're very similar but still different. Um, so I'm going to have to test it out and see how this impacts the paintings and how I feel about them. It's not my favorite paper, but it's pretty darn good. It's one of the best you can find. Um, I did hear some rumors that Arsh's quality is de- declining a bit. Uh, but I'll have to test it out from today's painting. It felt great. Uh, so I have no problems with it. It just sucks that Saunders Waterford isn't imported here anymore. And besides with the coronavirus, I don't think they're going to import much uh, <clears throat> new art supplies. At least not in the same um, in the same uh, frequency, I guess. Uh, but in any case, I have this roll. It's, it's like 9... I don't know how long it is. Let's see if I have it written here. It's a lot. I think it's about 10 meters long. Um, so I have plenty of paper uh, for this quarantine time. Uh, so yeah, I did that. Filmed uh, today's YouTube uh, video. One thing I, I did do is find, manage to find a couple of subjects that I love to paint. And let me go over them real quick with you just to let you know. There's this scene of Converse All-Star Shoes which I think could be a really good topic for an upcoming course I'm planning. So that's going to be really interesting on values. Um, then, and it's really an interesting one, I think. Uh, then there is this um, duck that kind of spreads its wings. Or, a, yeah, it's a, it's a duck. And he's flapping his wings. And it's just it looks so cool with the light and shadow. So that's probably another thing I'm going to do. Um, there is a, uh, a French bulldog <laughs> picture that I really liked with strong contrast. They're cute. I love Frenchies. So I may paint that. And finally, there is a scene of horses dashing through um, a forest. And the frontmost horse is very uh, dark. But the horse behind that um, is pretty light because there's a lot of dust and... and um, maybe even fog regardless of their dash. Uh, And it's just a very um, majestic scene. You have to see it to realize, but I really want to paint that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, It's a a scene I don't tackle as often, um, and I'd love to try it out. It's just beautiful. Uh, So that's something I'm really excited about. Got a few references lined up that I really want to paint. And I don't always have that, by the way, so I'm happy to have that. Um, What other things I wanted to update you on? Yeah, so the manga... Uh, story. I've made huge progress, and if you've been following the Instagram stories, you may have seen this. I made really good progress on the story. Uh, so far, I've been trying to write uh, a lot of stories. I think it's like the fourth one or the fifth one that I that I start to write. But this one, I really dumbed down a lot of the elements. I started with a bit of a dark fantasy. And then I realized that maybe I don't want to go into the whole magic thing because it's so complex and you have to make stuff up. So I decided to simplify the story to something a little more realistic, but still keep it medieval times. Um, so it's going to be medieval. It's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting story. I hope to share more soon. But the thing is, this is the first story where I actually got to a stage that I feel like the characters are starting to act on their own. Uh, and I heard about this and I read about, you know, how to write a good story, how to write an interesting story. I did a lot of research. There's this website I found called Well Storied. It's so good. Well-storied. Um, 
It's uh, her name is Kirsten, I think, and she. It's just the best, one of the best resources I found. It's a podcast video format, article format, whatever you want, you can find there um, on how to write good character arcs and how to write realistic characters and antagonists and protagonists and um, character flaws. It's just so well written and it's so useful. Um, and I listened to a lot of her podcasts, read a lot of the articles, and I used it heavily in building my stories so far. Um, so that was a really major resource. And I went with that and I kind of developed the story based on uh, story beats, very common story beats of like the current world and why our main character isn't happy with it. Um, then there's this inciting incident that causes them to be challenged and then throws them into something new. So kind of like that, but when with this story i realized i started realizing that uh it's more complex than that the the story isn't going to follow the story beats to the t and the the very small synopsis i wrote for it once i started developing it it really turned into something a little more intricate and things changed so it's it's funny how it's almost like gesture drawing if you've done gesture drawing you know you first establish the motion you use a single line to represent the entire figure and i see that as kind of the story's skeleton you decide on the trajectory of the story but then once you put in the components, that trajectory may change. It will surely change. When you first draw an action line for a figure uh, in a pose, you draw that line. But then when you add the limbs, when you add the head, when you add the different body parts, the rotation of the torso, it changes some of the initial lines you put, obviously. So that's the way I see it. First, you you dictate the main gesture. And then on top of that, you build the elements of the story. And this is the first one where I really started seeing the characters act. And it all connected the, the characters and their, their characteristics, their personality. Uh, then really connected well with the uh, plot. And this is... So I really developed the plot in a nice way but now what I think I'm, I'm going to do is take a break polish the well not really take a break I'm going to finish the plot but then I want to polish up the characters and their traits and their personalities a bit more and their history even and then I'm going to go back to the plot and keep writing it I do want this story this manga and just to recap if it's the first time you hear me talk about this it's a manga it's going to be a comic um, Japanese style comic uh, the the thing I really want to put uh, emphasis on here is the, the characters and their development. It's not going to be plot-driven. The, the plot will hopefully be interesting and all of that, but it's not going to be plot-driven. It's not going to be action-driven. It's going to be characters. I want to explore the feelings of characters. That's the kind of thing I want to show. Um, and I'm thinking about how to do that in an interesting way. Um, to tell you the truth, this really, this story helps me confront with a lot of interesting things of the human psyche and how it works and why people do certain things and to try and figure out, you know, I, f I feel like I'm, I'm a person that can understand people really well, but it's still very challenging to figure out their motives and how they react to certain things and to actually let the characters drive the story and to think about, okay, in that situation, what will this character do? Um, how will that make the other character react? You know, all of these details to hash them out is really challenging. 
Um, and even as a person who feels like I can understand all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds, and I think it comes to, to play when I meet new people. I, I feel like I can make a connection with pretty much anyone. Um, it's still very hard. Um, so it's one thing that I really um, want to develop. It's, it's an ability. It's a skill. It's something to work on. Uh, and I feel like this is the first story that gives me the opportunity. Now, after I finish writing it, it's time to actually draw the thing in a comic form. And this is really cool because yesterday I started doing some sketches that finally felt like they're closer to the style I want the story to be in. Um, this This manga style is not something I'm very... Um, experienced in, you know, more of a painter, more of a, I do more of a reactionary part. I look at things and I portray them in my own, through my own lens. This is very different. It's illustration. It's a very different style. I talked about it in previous episodes. With this, uh, and I worked really hard on building my skills for the last couple of months of drawing figures, drawing drawing people, and also the manga style. So I feel like I am starting to get a good basis for it. I think the only way to learn is really to just start. Start drawing it. Use a lot of reference, you know. Uh, So that's what I'm going to do. Yesterday I shared on my Instagram stories some initial sketches that feel like my style uh, or what my style is going to be like. So I think that's really exciting, and, and uh, maybe you checked it out. I'm going to put it as the picture for this episode, so you will be able to see it uh, if you want, listen to this episode through Anchor or whatever. Uh, I'm going to share a link with you somewhere. Um, well, you're already listening, so it's irrelevant, but you probably saw it already. Uh, but in any case, yeah, so the, sketches, the sketching part is something I'm very excited about, because compared to a story... It's something I'm more accustomed to, even though I'm not, I don't have anything close to mastery of the style. It's much more natural for me. It's the visual language is more natural to me than you know writing a plot and characters and all of that. So going back to, to that will be a breath of fresh air, and hopefully it will all connect together: the story and the characters and the the personality and the plot and the setting. Hopefully it will work together. Actually, the good thing about uh, the experience I do have with a lot of landscapes and cityscapes, is that I think backgrounds are going to come very naturally to me. It's the characters that I feel like will need some work. But the backgrounds, I think I got down really well. I already did a couple of experiments with the medieval types of castles and cities, and I think I have that down pretty well. And perspective and and different structures, and I'll I'll use plenty of reference for sure. But I think that's not going to be a real issue. It's more about the characters, and that's the thing I, I, I would want to master. Because you have to remember that the characters, their design has to convey their personality it has to convey who they are uh, facial expressions you have to experience to express their mood and and how they react to different things and you know the more I read manga the more I see there are millions of different ways of doing that and it seems easy because you can see other artists do it but it's not as easy it's very tricky to convey the right emotion with the right facial expression um, so yeah, this is it, my updates for today. I think this is probably the longest daily podcast episode so far, so 15 minutes, still quite short. Uh, let me know your thoughts, let me know how you're doing in this weird situation with the coronavirus. Um, 
And I really appreciate that kind of feedback. I am getting a lot of messages to Instagram, uh, a lot of DMs of people telling me, I listened to the podcast episode, I really enjoyed it. And even if it takes me a long time to answer, I do eventually believe I'll get to most messages. So uh, definitely let me know. And if you have any more questions, and if there's anything you want to see more of, um, I will be happy to do that for you. So let me know. And with that, we'll wrap it up. Take care, stay healthy, stay safe, and we'll talk again real soon. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.